Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Today, I just want to talk to you about how you can run your course with passion. Amen. How many of you know we need to have passion for what we do? I think of those uh, apostles of old who where we found Peter denying Jesus, what, three times before. And Jesus had already told him, you're going to deny me. Oh, no, 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 I'll never deny you. But after, after the power of the Holy Spirit came upon those apostles, they went everywhere. And, and most of them were martyred. And most of them lived, in, even the ones that lived a long life were martyred many times. And John the Revelator was boiled in oil and, and placed on the island of Patmos and you know, and then got the greatest revelation that, that a mankind knows in, in the revelation that we read in the Bible. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so it's important that we have passion. How many of you had, when you first got saved, man, you were just thrilled about what God is doing in your life and you couldn't, couldn't stand it. You had to tell somebody. What's that song? Got to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody about what Jesus has done for me. Then you kind of go along in life and life has a way of suppressing you pushing you down. And if you're not careful, you, that, that fire once had goes out. How many of you know when your fire goes out, you're not good for anything? Amen? Amen. So we need to rekindle the fire on a regular basis, rekindle the passion on a regular basis. If we don't, we'll lose what we had. If you do, it's a natural thing in the, in the physical. If you don't use something, you lose it, Right? What you don't use, you lose. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. In fact, more so. In fact, more so. Because if you begin to lose your communication, if you begin to lose your relationship with Christ, all of a sudden you're back out doing things on your own way. And how many of you know we can do nothing that's worthwhile in our own way? But we can do all things through Christ who gives us life. Amen? Amen. So that... The scripture to start with is Colossians 3.23. I think so much about my own self, my own life. And sometimes it's real easy to back off of things, take it easy, think about taking it easy. But I can't stay there very long, <laughs> you know, because the closer I get to seeing Jesus, I maybe know we're all going to see Jesus at some point. And... And no, seriously, we're going to stand before him. And you're going to give an account for everything we've ever done. And he's going to either say, well done, thou good and faithful servants, or he's going to say, well, I don't know what he'll say other than that. But that's what we want to hear, right? We want to hear that we've ran a race and ran our course to the place where it's pleasing unto the Lord. But in Colossians 3.23, it says this, And whatever you do, say whatever, do it heartily. In one rendering, it says passionately. As to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. In, one, in the NIV, it says, or, uh, it says this, Work at it with all your heart. Work at what you do. In, in the Passion uh, Translation, it says, put your heart and soul into every activity. 
In other words, everything you do, do it as who? Unto the Lord, right? Give your passion to him. Let you, you know, we, we, we are so blessed in America, are we not? We're so blessed to be born in America and raised in America and, and have the, the benefits of America. But I think of the, the people of, in the, in the, the apostles of old and, and the disciples of old and, and still many in the same way today in the world under great persecution, but yet they're so thrilled about what God can and will do. They're gathered together like they were in Acts 242, where it says they met in the temple daily and from house to house. Why were they doing that? They were being persecuted. They knew that they had to trust God or they weren't going to live. They had to trust God for their food. They had to trust God to be safe. And they met many times in secret. Why? Because they didn't have the freedoms that we have here in America. And if you don't know, they're, they're being eroded real slowly. Not so slow, really. And we see it every day. There's great persecution coming to the Christians. I want you to know that. So we need to know our God. We need to know that he's big and so mighty. There's nothing he cannot do. Amen? Amen. But passion is about a basic mindset and and heart attitude for embracing life positively, energetically, and full bore. In other words, living your life full speed ahead. I thought we just had that offering for the Rackleys. And I think of James Rackley. <laughs> for those of us who went to Mexico, what a thrill it was to be with him. He had been, uh, uh, he had been the uh, bodyguard for the, for the, uh, uh, for um, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Carter. Thank you. <laughs> Need help all the time. So. But Jimmy Carter, when he was governor in, in uh, Georgia, and he had story after story. Then he got out on the gospel trail and, and a full gospel, and he spoke to I don't know how many uh, different eight or I think he said eight or nine hundred different times he spoke out in the full gospel circles. And that's when it was really big and back in the day in the seventies and, and early eighties. And then he went to to uh, went to Alaska or a northern part up there, and he said it got down to like one hundred and forty below at times. And he would minister for 13 years to them. Then he's been in Bacalar, uh, Mexico, for I, I assume close, probably 20 years now. And he said the heat was just the opposite. <laughs> he said it was like 115 uh, heat, you know, uh, hot when it gets in the summer. But he said these are people that are passionate about what they're doing, even, regardless of age. Regardless of their condition, physical condition, they're doing something for the Lord that's valuable and profitable for the kingdom of God. And no telling how many people will be uh, influenced for the kingdom when it's all said and done. Well, we can do things too. Amen? We should have a passion about letting people know about the goodness of God that we know. Amen? But you can, sometimes it can dry up. (laughs) If we're not careful, we can dry up and we need the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Passion is that zeal or that fire, the excitement and intensity that one feels on the inside towards things that are important to them. Amen? What's supposed, what's important to us? Passion for Christ and a passion for life. Amen? You know, the, the old saying the cowboys said they always want to die with their boots on. We want to die doing something for the kingdom. Amen? Wherever you're at. So what, 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 what can you live by passion? What can we do? Whatever. That's what the scripture says. Well, anything must be done. Duty, responsibilities. As a citizen. 
as a spouse, as a parent, as a child, as an employee or an employer. Amen? Do it all as unto the Lord, for it's he, he that repays. Whatever you choose to do. Well, first of all, we ought to choose to do what God told us to do and be, follow his leading. Amen? Whatever he's called us to do, whatever your position in life, he's called us to be more than just what we are. Can I say that again? He's called us to be more than what we are. He's called us for a ministry. For everybody sitting in here today, everybody in this place has a ministry. Do you know you have a ministry? Say, I have a ministry. Amen. Everybody has a ministry. The ministry of reconciliation. That means you know people that will, Pastor Scott will ne- may never meet, people that I may never meet, but people that you'll meet on the street somewhere, wherever you're going, you have a ministry there of reconciliation, bringing in the Christ. Whatever you choose, anything you're gifted to do. How many of you know you need to have a passion for what you're gifted to do? Everybody has a position. Amen? You have passion. You ought to live with that zeal and that fire in, inside of you. I, I remember the stories, and you've heard them before too, and I remember uh, uh, what was Keith Moore told one time about where he went somewhere, and, and uh, uh, this guy came up to him, he says, uh, Brother Moore, he said, uh, how were the bathrooms? He said, well, I think they were all right. He said, did they look good? Everything stocked up? Everything in the way it should be? And he said, yeah. He said, well, I do the bathrooms. Amen? How important are the bathrooms? Well, they're really important in a church. Amen? You run out of toilet paper, you'll find out real quick how, how important it is. No, I'm serious. And we got people to do that. But you ought to take interest in that and have a passion of, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. I'm doing this for him. Every time I, it's not just, well, I get to lay hands on the sick or I get to preach a message. No, no, I, I get to go and help clean the church or I help with VBS or I fed, fed the kids back here when they were, with the snacks that they had. And I was, you know, I was diligent to do it. I had a passion for it. Amen? And he's, he's looking at you. That's, hey, you have a gift there. Go ahead and do it. Because I'm going to reward you. Amen? I'll reward you openly. I, I just think about whatever you do. Well, I always like to say whatever needs to be done. There are some things you're specifically called to, but other things that just need to be done. Who does that? Person that has passion. Amen? Person is ready to do something. We're not ready to sit down. In America, we get to a certain point and we retire. We think, well, I can't wait to retire. Well, with the idea that I can do anything and everything I want. But you've got to realize, this is not our home. <laughs> we're, we're actually aliens in America, in the world. Our home is heaven. And what is it he says to do? What is it you can do? I always think of the people that I read about. Uh, well, actually, I, I, I think I've told this before. Um, I saw it on the 700 Club one time. There was a man that was 100 years old, and he still had perfect eyesight. And he would drive himself. He lived in assisted living, but he would drive himself to church every Sunday. Well, he had worked a job, and I forget what it was. And, and uh, when he was 72 years old, such a young age, uh, he and his wife, his second wife, his first wife had died. He had retired from a job and he went to a third world nation and started a Bible school. And for the next 18 years, he and his wife graduated people and showed pictures of them. And they look like these uh, uh, Rama students that you see in these other nations, you know, the world and their, their uh, robes and their hats and stuff. And he would graduate for 18 years. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he was still going. Still loving the Lord. Still blessing the Lord. Amen. You can't do that without passion, my friends. Because what you're wanting to do is want to lay down on the couch or slip down into your, you know, your big chair and watch a bunch of television. And I do that more than I need to. But, but you understand. No, seriously. What, are we, what, what can we do for the Lord? We're always asking, what can he do for us? When we come in here, it's like, what can he do for us? I have needs. I need my needs met. And, it, and really what Jesus showed us was how to give, not to only receive. Amen? Now that you receive the Holy Ghost, what are you complaining about? Why don't you go give it away? Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm just telling you things you, we need to remind ourselves of on a regular basis. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. Amen? Not just to come into church and help me, help me, help me. You know, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. No, I'm here to get filled up so I can give to somebody else. Amen? Come on. Isn't that true? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those that are named Jimmy. But, but you understand, it's not all about us. Do you understand that? It's not all about us. In the entitlement America that we live in, what do, what do we fight the most? Most of us conservatives that work for a living, right? Is the entitled people that think they don't have to do a thing. Well, we can become that way as a Christian. If we're not careful, I don't have to do anything. I, I, I go to church, I, and, and I'm put, I get my little attendance up there on Sunday morning because I, I attend regularly. You know, he's not taking count of that. He's taking account of how often you get in his presence. How often are you doing something for him? How often are you telling somebody about Jesus? How often are you praying for somebody when you, you're walking in a, a, maybe a, in a Walmart and somebody comes up and you have opportunity and the Holy Spirit says, go pray for them or go give them five bucks or go give them a hundred bucks or go give them, do something, right? But if you're not careful, you lose that fire. You lose that, man, I just want to do something for you, Jesus. We ought to, all the time. We ought to be saying, Lord, help me to be a blessing. To We say it, we're blessed to be a blessing, or I'm blessed, and I am a blessing. Well, how are you a blessing? Are you encouraging people? Are you helping people get through their life, sometimes with crisis in their life? Amen? And I think about visiting people. You know, everybody here has a ministry to go visit somebody else. It's, it's not just my job, folks, to go to the hospital although I take it very serious and I love to do it, but everybody can go visit somebody in the nursing home or in the hospital or, or go, Pastor Larry, call him up, say, hey, I'd like to come over and see you. Amen? Why? Because you're encouraging them just by coming to, in their presence. Well, and it's the same way with going to uh, 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 funerals or going to, you know, visitations at a funeral. Well, I don't like to do those. Well, n- nobody likes to do those. Amen? But what you do is you go in there and you put your arm around somebody and say, I'm praying for you. Sorry for your loss. You don't even have to say that. You just, they just know you're there. Well, you know, that's a ministry. That's something we can all do. Amen? Anyway, I've, whatever we're commanded, do it as unto the Lord. Commanded to do. Turn to Matthew 22. Matthew 22. I probably won't get through most of these scriptures today, but... We know this, this is what Jesus said to do. 
this, this, so much of this is a command. We don't take as commands. We just take it as, hey, that's just a good lesson. Matthew 22, he says in verse 36, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. All your what? All your heart. Everything about you. We should love God. He first loved us so we can love him, but we reflect that back to him when we begin to worship him and do what he asks us to do. Amen? What are we doing for the Lord? And with all your soul and all your mind. Man, that just covers it all, doesn't it? This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Turn to somebody close to you and say, hi, neighbor. Amen? We're to love each other. Amen? We are. We're to love each other. Then in Matthew 28, which is fairly close to that, that's a commandment. We're to love one another and love our neighbors as ourselves. We're to love God, love love God, and love our neighbor as ourselves. Well, part of the problem in in America and in the world today is that we don't love ourselves. I can love myself because God first loved me, and he gives me forgiveness. Amen? From what I've done in the past. He's so gracious and kind. So he says, love your neighbor as yourself. If you love yourself and respect yourself, you're going to respect other people, and you're going to love them. Even your enemies. Because the Bible says, love your enemies and pray for those that despitefully use you. So that means you can get along with people even when you don't like to be around them. And you can help them out. Sometimes they'll become a friend to you because you've taken time to tell them something about, well, something that will help them. Amen? Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Chapter 28 of Matthew says this. Put that on the board. <laughs> And Jesus said, and said, spoke to them, saying, All power or all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. So he says, Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and I, and I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Amen. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to teach others how to live for the kingdom. How to live for Christ, amen? That's what these teachers are doing here, taking these children out to help them get to a place where they'll serve God and maybe not have to go off the rails and then come back. Amen? Amen. A lot of people's lives are derailed, and some of them don't get back. We want these children to know that they serve a God that's all-powerful and almighty, and he loves them unconditionally, but he wants them to grow. He loves us unconditionally, but he doesn't want to leave us where we've been. That's why we can go from glory to glory, faith to faith, and glory to glory as we keep growing in the kingdom. We ought to know more 30 years down the road. Well, I've, I've encountered people that say, well, I've done my part. Are you kidding me? What is your part? James and Beverly Rackley say, I've, we're doing even more. We're doing all we can do. We're, we're going to die with our boots on, Amen. <laughs> serving the kingdom of God. So anything we're called to do, anything that we're called to do, fulfill your purpose. Running with uh, our life with passion, we, will not, uh, we must not lose the fire of, and the, that we have for Christ. Amen? Passion, not passivity. Passivity will get you in a rut. Complacency. The best thing we can do is p- people sometimes talk about, well, 
I just don't feel like doing anything. You know, I'm just down in the dumps and I'm down and out. Get up and go out and find somebody that needs something better, more than you do. Amen? Begin to be a blessing for somebody else. Work, <laughs> sitting at home in the dark will not <laughs> get you free. But I guarantee you, when you get up and go somewhere where you see people worse off than you, and you, you can be a help to them either by praying for them or giving them something else that they might need, guess what? It blesses you. That's why I believe Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Not just money. It's your life. It's your life. Amen? Amen. I think of Dodie Osteen. And remember, some of you remember Joel Osteen's mother that was cured of uh, inoperable liver cancer when, in 1981 or two. They told her she had six weeks to live. You know what she did? She went home. And she would get dressed every day, nicely dressed, after she fixed Joel and he was in high school, and lunches and fruit. And she would go out and pray for people. And she many times was worse off than the people she was praying for. But she did not sit still. She did not sit back and say, well, I'm just going to sit here and worry about, well, am I going to die or am I going to live? No, she says, I'm going to live and I'm going to go out and be a blessing to somebody else while I'm doing this. And here she is 30-some years later and, and still testifying to the glory of God that she's alive and still going and in her 80s. Amen? Amen. So what's that tell us? Get up. Get busy. Get going. Do something. Right? Amen? Amen. I'm going to run out of time before I get to the second page. But we are to have enthusiasm. You know... Those, those videos and what those young kids were doing and, and what we've seen through VBS is they were energetic and enthused and excited. Amen? We should have something in our life that causes us to be that way. Amen? Slap yourself sometimes and just say, come on, get excited. Get a little enthusiasm. Amen? Don't be so, oh, everything's going to hell. and I don't know what I'm going to do. No, that isn't it. Our God wins. Even if, he, even if your life is gone, you win. If you know Christ, amen, we're all going to die someday. And if we die at the hands of, a, of, of an enemy somewhere, we become martyrs, so what? Amen? Amen. I like what Keith Moore says. That's over. You've heard him say that. I know Mike has. That's over. Take, come on, angels, take me by the Milky Way and take me by all these... I'm going to heaven. Amen. We shouldn't be so fearful, worried about everything. My goodness. One man said the most powerful weapon on earth is a human soul on fire. Passivity snuffs, snuffs out that vital inner blaze. When you get passive, well, I don't feel like doing anything. Passivity. Passive spiritual life, which leads to being a passive in your whole life. Let's get out there and get going. Now, there were two churches, and I was going to read more of this, but let's go to Revelation chapter 2. What, what helps us to get our fire back? What helps us to get recharged, re-energized for the things of God? Well, let's read what Jesus said. And he talked to the churches in Revelation, Revelation chapter 2. There are seven churches here that he, he either has he commends, or he has some words that are not so pleasant. Amen? Come on. In Revelation chapter 2, 
He says in verse 1, To the angel of the church at Ephesus writes, These things say, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who, who are evil. And you have tested those who say that they are apostles, and they are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Now, that, that sounds really great. They're doing the work, right? Amen. This is a church. This is in Ephesus in the first century. And it was a prominent city. It was a, and it and, uh, was known as the seven wonders of the world were known in Ephesus. And this was a church that was there that had been doing great things at one time. But here we have them. He's commending them for what they've been doing. But in verse 4, he says, Nevertheless, I have this against you. What would he have against them if they're doing all these things? That you have left your first love. Your first love. Who is our first love? He loved us so we can love him. Amen? Jesus should be our first love. Amen? So he says, what does he say to do? Remember, therefore, from where you've fallen. Take stock of your life. Where have I come from? Am I not as passionate today as I was when I first knew the Lord? Am I not doing the things that I need to be doing because I I just want to, I'm retired. I'm tired. I want to sit down. I tell you what, you get up and get going, you'll find out, hey, there's more left in you than you even dreamed. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he says, repent and do the first work so I will come and quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So it's important. The church was a dying ember. And Jesus, Jesus, the head of the church, comes to them and says, repent, turn around, get your life back in order. Begin to take stock of where you're at. Am I doing the things, Lord, you'd have me to do? Am I, am I listening to the voice of the Spirit? Am I worshiping you? Am I magnifying you? Am I glorifying you? Am I putting you first place in my life? Because I'm desperate for you. If I'm desperate for you, you will fill me up with your presence if I get hungry for you. Amen? Why do we say this today in this hour? And because if we're not careful, we can be doing all the things, the busyness of church, and forget who is the head of the church. Amen? We don't want to forget that. Because in this day and this hour, those that know their God will do exploits, will do mighty things. Those that don't, will we we just go through the religious activities. Did you know that? It'll become a religious activity. That's what he was warning them about. He was warning them. If we lose our first love, is a way of saying we've lost our passion. We've lost our fire. Say, I don't want to lose my fire. I don't want to lose my fire. I want to be filled. Amen? You lose passion by becoming passive about devotion to Christ. Well, I've heard people say, you know, if it's too, what the yield was doing and others. Well, we don't need all that. Oh, we do. We need to worship God. We need praise and worship. We need to magnify him. We've talked about it in, in men's prayer uh, on Saturday morning. As we get into worship, you get in his presence. Then you can begin to be led by his spirit. 
Don't be afraid. Don't, you know, I'm not against just, how do I want to do, uh, say, music that kind of feeds your soul. That's all good sometimes. But, you know, it's really good when it's worshiping him and magnifying him. Because that's what brings his presence in. There's a lot of good songs on Christian radio. I'm not saying anything against it. But we ought to be about him. There's some, there's some really great music out there today that will usher in, you into his presence. And in, there's pre, in his presence is what? Scripture tells us. All kinds of joy. Pleasures forever, evermore. Not just for a little time. Amen. I think of the Wigglesworth. Many of you have heard, if you've never heard about Smith Wigglesworth, you need to find some books and read about Smith Wigglesworth. But he would read his Bible, pray and worship God, pray and worship God, pray and worship God. Well, he did marvelous, mighty things for God. Why? Because he was, he was intent on being in his presence. We need to practice his presence. Amen? Amen. One man said, forever at the door, I gave my heart and soul, my fortune too. I have no flock anymore, no other work in view. My occupation, love, that's all I do. Amen. We love God because he first loved us. Now we can love others because he loved us. Amen. Now there's a second church and over in the third chapter in verse 14. And he says this to the angel of the church of Laodicean, right? Laodiceans, right? These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works that you are neither hot or cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. He says you're neither cold nor hot. You ever drank lukewarm water? Now I I drank the water went out of the bottle without because it goes down quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this water isn't cold. But it goes down quick. It's re- but it's not as refreshing as something cold. Or you, do you drink coffee when it's cold? Well, not unless you drink iced coffee. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about we're talking about lukewarm coffee, right? Most people don't like lukewarm drinks if it's supposed to be hot drinks, right? But he's saying, I wish you were cold or hot, not to, not in the middle, not just wishy washy middle of the road. I want you on fire. If you're on fire, you can do something for me. If you're cold, I can get you warmed up. Amen? He puts you in that spiritual microwave, and in a few minutes, you'll be on fire. You stir yourself. Amen? Amen. But he goes on to say, So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Boy, that's, a, that's, that's strong stuff. Amen? Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. It's kind of like the song that we were singing over and over. I can't live without you. I need you. I'm desperate for you. That's the the hard attitude we ought to have about him. Amen? Amen. Goes on to say, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed at at the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Amen? 
Amen. Think about your life. We ought to have up-to-date repentance and take stock of our lives at all times. Amen? Because if you're, if you're not, you're going to be caught up in probably something you shouldn't be caught up, and you distance yourself from the Spirit of God. I didn't say he leaves you. You distance yourself. Amen? We don't want that. We want to be, live close to and, be, and listen to his voice. And if we, in up-to-date repentance, if we've done something in word or deed or whatever, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me with your blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen? So we do that so we can live in his presence. And in his presence, we can do the things we need to do because we can hear his voice. And when we hear his voice, we can be led by his spirit and do the things he's called us to do. But it takes passion to do that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't die out. Well, I used to do that, but I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm kind of old. I, don't get, I can't do stuff like I used to do. You know, shut up. We all know when you get a little older, you can't do the things you like to do as well, but you can still do things. And, and you make, you make uh, how, how is I want to say, uh, you do it in a way that it makes it a little easier for you to do it, right? But we don't talk that way. Don't talk about what God's not doing. Talk about what he's done and what he will do. Amen? Stir ourselves. Well, I, I, I don't know if we don't have revival. I just don't know if we're going to make it. Well, it's mentioned this yesterday. We were talking about this yesterday, and it got real. It got re- we are the revival. Amen? We are the revival. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you are the revival. You are the one that can stir your heart and stir others to come to know Christ. Amen? We have the anointing of God. Why are we crying? Oh, Lord, anoint me. Now, he says, I've anointed you. I've given you the Holy Ghost. With what? With power. Amen? What about how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil? And he says, now I give you that same Holy Ghost. We've got the whole. See, if you don't think that way, if you, you think, well, everything's going down. Well, if we're not careful, I, I get caught up into that. We need to see what God can and will do if we'll just get on board with him. Amen? Amen. Lord, I thank you that this is a church that's alive. Hallelujah. I thank you that I'm there serving God and serving people. Love God and love people. Amen? Living the gospel. Preaching the gospel. Sometimes using words most of the time. <laughs> Got to use some words. Amen? Amen. I don't know. Listen to some of this. Ed Cole says, a passion for God isn't necessarily the same as abiding in God. It must be coupled with obedience to be true, be true love for God. In other words, be obedient. What's he called us to do? What's he, he told us to be, look like us and act like him. Amen? How, how would you like to have somebody say, when I see you, I see Jesus. When I see what you do, how you live. Isn't that good news? I'm seriously. Here's what Oswald Chambers says. Human nature, if it is healthy, demands excitement. And if it does not obtain it, it's thrilling excitement in the right way. It will seek it in the wrong way. God never makes bloodless stoics. He makes, uh, he makes no passionless saints. Amen? No passionless saints. Those apostles that we read about who wrote so much of the New Testament, 
They went to their death. They couldn't wait to say thanks for Christ and do thanks for Christ. Amen? There's another man said, The Holy Spirit cannot conquer the world with unbelief, nor can he save the world with a worldly church. A church with no fire, no flame. Amen? He calls for a crusade, a campaign, an adventure of saving passion. Or saving passion. For this enterprise, he wants a separated, sanctified, and uh, sacrificial people. Amen? Say, that's me. That's me. Because you'll be who you say you are. As a man thinketh or a woman thinketh in their heart, so they'll be. How do you think about yourself? Do you consider yourself a spirit-filled, born-again, fire-baptized a warrior for the kingdom of God? Or do you see yourself, oh, poor me, I don't know. Jesus, if you don't help me today, I don't know what I'm going to do. And no, no, no. Well, you want a little crackers with your wine? Seriously. Get up. Get up. Amen. Get going. The kingdom of God is waiting for us. Amen. Waiting for us. David Jeremiah said this. The secret of Christian passion is simple. Everything we do in life, we do as to the Lord and not to men. Wow. See, I want passion. Over in 1 Corinthians 9.24, I don't think I gave you that, Johnny, but it says we're to run our race with passion to obtain the prize and the amplified. Amen? How are we going to run today? How are we going to run? Are we going to sit down and sit back and let somebody else do what God has called us to do? Amen? Whatever. Let's go back to that first scripture in Colossians. Colossians 3.23. And a praise, whatever's left of the praise team can make their way up. And whatever you do, say whatever, do it heartily or passionately as to the Lord and not to men. Because why? Because he's the one that rewards and repays, is he not? Amen. Amen. Are you ready to live a life of passion, a life of fire, a life of intense heat in your life? <laughs> not, 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 overcome, not, just, not that you never have problems, never do you have circumstances, but you're living for Christ. And some, when you live for Christ on a regular basis, the little stuff doesn't bug you so much. Because you've got bigger things. Amen? Got bigger things. I've got more important things. Amen? And we'll begin to see greater things in this church as we begin to do that. When you begin to see yourself as anointed with the Holy Spirit and, and fire, you begin to see yourself as important to the kingdom. Amen? Amen. When you do that, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm doing this for you. How, how many of you are ready to do that today? How many of you be like, <laughs> like the, the songs that we sing? Got to move today. I got to do something today. I got to tell somebody. I got to do something for somebody else today. I got to give life away. Amen? The best kind of life is when you give it away. Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.